Hello, cats and kittens. Welcome to Temp Gotti, Our Dumb Lives, episode number two. Woohoo! We, we made this, it to two oh, episodes. A love letter to Gil Gerard. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to Oh, Audio Caliglia. <laughs> audio Audio Kegels. <laughs> what? Audio Caligula. Yes, Audio Caligula. <laughs> We've already dipped into the port. We each got our own bottle because it was called Cockburns, and we could not resist a port that was named Cockburns. We couldn't decide between Fine Tawny and Ruby, so we said, let's get them both. Mine is special reserve. Let's get them both. There's no way we'll drink it all. Yeah. When we bought it, you're like, oh, we won't drink all the port. I'm like, really? Have you? Do you know us? Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Maybe. We're both, each bought a half bottle down. Yeah. So it, it's slumber party night here at Island Bunker yes. Tea. Yes. I was so excited all week. It's funny because it just reminded me of when you were in grade school and you would uh, be going, you know, to your friend's house for a sleepover. Mm-hmm. So that all day during Couldn't school. Couldn't wait for the bell to ring. I know. School, you're like, because you know, you'd have to bring your sleeping bag and stuff, so then, like, it'd have to go in a special place, like, where the teacher would have to keep it behind the desk or something. I can't remember where my sleeping bag would go, but yeah, that's what I <laughs> that's what I felt like at work today. It was like, because we're in the same place for work, and I'm just like, oh, get to have a sleepover. <laughs> where would you put your sleeping bag in your locker, your cubby? Well, we didn't have lockers in grade school. We had you had like a little cubby, right? To put your yeah, your coat our school and your like lunch. the halls were lined with um, you know hooks, and then mm-hmm. you know places where you could put your lunchbox and stuff like that. Isn't it amazing? You could put your lunchbox someplace and then come back there, and it would still be there. <laughs> you didn't well, have to lock it. Yeah, I don't know. I can do that at work now if I put it in the refrigerator. I know. Yeah, me too. But pay people a living wage. It's amazing how much exactly. honesty goes around. <laughs> we long ago, long, long ago, long even before ago, the podcast, before the podcast, when you were on TechSnark, yeah, that your first podcast, my very ten first. years ago, yeah. second podcast, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and. Uh, I guessed it on one of your guys' last episodes, and we were talking the about... La- it turned out to be the last episode <laughs> was the one you guessed it on. I killed it. You but did. But that was good, because then we did a podcast. Yeah. But I was... I I admitted, I confessed to the fact that I had, at one point in my life, stolen somebody's lunch from the refrigerator at work. I was like, you asshole. <laughs> I know the three of you were like, <gasps> I can't believe it. But my defense, it was a really good. I don't know. I felt like that was probably the best episode we had done. In my defense, I was very poor. I was working at Fashion Bug when Fashion Bug still existed. But you were retail. stealing from other people who worked at Fashion Bug. But it was something that had been in the refrigerator for a while. Oh well, then fuck. <laughs> And I was really hungry. Nah. And so I just like had a little bit of it. I think it was, it might have been a frozen meal or something like that that had been in there for a while. But yeah, then later on, there was, <laughs> the manager had a talking to, to all of us about 
food in the refrigerator. <laughs> like, oops. Oh, well, now where we work, like, people just leave their food in the refrigerator yeah, and we forever. have to yell at them to, like, get rid of it, so. But, you know, it's different when you're, when you don't have money, like. No. Stealing is much more. <laughs> yeah. I never stole from the store. No, I just I, stole I, from I, my coworkers. <laughs> God. You're evil, and I love you. <laughs> I would never do I, that I, now. I love you for your honesty. <laughs> it was like 25 years ago. I was, you know, 20-something, early 20s. <sighs> well, dear internet, it has been a month since my last confession. <laughs> yes. We went to Crypticon last weekend, and it was awesome. It was pretty awesome, yeah. 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 At a great time. Now, now evening one, I kind of we floated apart. Yeah. Um, for, you know, just kind of go experience things. And the first thing I had set to do is go to that uh, dealer's room and find Gil Gerard. Yes. So is... for those of you who don't know, explain <sighs> who Gil Gerard is. Oh man, Gil Gerard is an actor who, in the late nineteen seventies, early nineteen eighties. Um, played in a primetime space opera called Buck Rogers in the 25th century. And I I always, I don't know, I guess I should say I, I have always loved Gil Gerard. He was my childhood hero. Mm-hmm. I wished Gil Gerard was my best friend. I don't know. And any, your boyfriend. A, any situation I had been in when I was a kid, I was I always thought, you know, Buck Rogers would have solved this easily. <laughs> um, Did you have a crush on him? Was I, it, were I, you I, old enough to have a crush or was it more just I think I think when I when I watched the reruns as I was older I I developed a crush, but mm-hmm. um when I was younger I really wanted to be Wilma. Who is the female counterpart? I thought you were from the Flintstones. <laughs> like when you got I, the actually, right hair color. <laughs> I wanted to be pebbles, but um, uh, no, yeah, I, no. Okay, describe Wilma again. I'm Wilma Deering, played by Erin Gray. Oh, Erin. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, she was in skin tight spandex in that uh-huh. show. She had to be sewn into that costume <laughs> yeah. every episode. Yeah. So, but, but I just I just thought the material was so pretty. Um, but he wasn't around on Friday night, right? No, he wasn't. So I'm it, glad he wasn't because I got to be there when you did finally get to. Meet I know, him. but Friday night I was searching, and it's weird when you go to a convention that has like um, a dealer room in the middle, and then all of these stars kind of at tables on the outside of it yeah yeah so because you're walking around you're looking for somebody specific and you're passing all of these other stars yeah and it's stars and quotes so crypticon is a small con it's it's probably like 800 to a thousand people and so and they don't Okay, so we've talked about convergence a lot. That's kind of a volunteer, not-for-profit. So they don't pay people to come to their shows. Crypticon does, but because they're such a small con, they generally get, like, um, you know, B-list, C-list celebrities. You'll see Sam Levine. 
Well, yeah, who, but he's who actually cool. he did who, he canceled he canceled. So so I mean, but you yeah. also have like the guy who played Jason in Friday the Thirteenth Part Six, right? And Part Two, and they'll seat them next to each other. I actually thought that this year they had a pretty good array array of stars. So they had. Um, if you watch The Walking Dead, he's the big Asian dude who is the king's um, right-hand man. He was there. Who I didn't get to see. I was very sad because he's super cute. And they had the guy who plays the Night King in Game of Thrones. But, you know, you, you only seen him all made up <laughs> and things like that. And they had um, the guy who played a, oh, God, what was his name in uh, Land of the Dead. And they had... Uh, the only living Ramon, <laughs> Marky, Marky Ramon. Ramon, and they PJ Souls from PJ Rock Souls. and Roll High School. Yeah, and they had a couple of the Jasons who did get dressed up in their whole costume, so you get pictures taken with them and things like that. Yeah, but I agree. So they have like a big dealers room, and then around the outside are all these tables with um, with people sitting at their tables and with pictures and stuff, and you can go up to them and talk to them, and you can. Yeah. Um, or you can uh, get and, autographs and, and things like that. And you were talking about Cooper Andrews, by Cooper the way. Cooper Andrews, yes. Cooper Andrews. They had Jason <laughs> Warner Smith. Uh, they had Lou Temple. He's from Mocking Dead, too, but he was killed fairly early on. You <laughs> <laughs> had some folks from Westworld, uh, Jeff Daniel Phillips. Oh, I didn't see him. <laughs> um, Steve Dash, Stephen Dash, who played one of, he was in Friday the 13th. He was. Uh, in part two. Yeah. So, I mean, mainly you get, <coughs> mainly you get uh, kind of, you know, like I say, you know, B-list, C-list celebrities. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of fun because it is, it is a little more intimate. And, you know, you can get a VIP ticket and get to meet him and all this stuff. But. Because there aren't that many people there, people were very approachable. Yeah. It's just, I felt bad because. You know, I went for a very long stint of avoiding horror and zombie movies. Yes. So I walked past all of The Walking Dead, and they're just <laughs> sitting there, and there's nobody. And and they're looking at my butt because I'm pretending to not look at them because <laughs> I don't know who they are, and I can't talk and, to them about anything. And because your butt is beautiful. Maybe I bestowed a gift. <laughs> exactly. But we oh, – so, well – we went, uh, we had a, a couple cocktails uh, in the bar, we had some martinis, <laughs> so you could have a little liquid courage before you went. Well, the first time we went around, he wasn't there. Right. they were going to get him. His handler was there, and his, he said his wife was on his way. He said, yeah. uh, I hope he didn't fall asleep like he did last night. I was like, <laughs> okay, that's why I didn't find him. I'm not completely blind. But yeah, we went and had a couple martinis and then came back. And he, we walked in and there was nobody there. We're like, oh crap! Aww. And I, were, I was like, oh, is he going to be here? And they're like, he's right there. And he was across the. He was aisle. at the booth across the aisle. <laughs> he goes, I'm here, and he waves at me. I'm like, darling. He says, sweetheart, and you know, we hug and. <laughs> And the guy at the booth across the aisle is like, do you guys know each other? And we were like, oh, we go way back. <laughs> I mean, we were both playing it. Yes. Oh, my God. Was he a flirt? He <laughs> but was. you were, too. I know. <laughs> it was my dream. Yep, yep. You were all just like, 
I know when you're flirting. I, I see know. You. I know. <laughs> Shut up when you call me out, though. Mm. I'm just ready to scratch your eyes out about that. <laughs> You always call me on my bullshit. I didn't. I didn't say anything when Gil was oh, around. Thank you. <laughs> I knew it was your dream, your life huh. goal to see Gil Gerard. Yeah, and, we and took, he turned out really cool. He, he was super cool. Yeah, he was. Well, he was super flirty and funny, and then yeah, he. It was cool because uh, well, we wanted pictures with him, and usually. You know, you have to pay to get a picture. But he was donating his money to a women's shelter. So that yeah. was cool. He said, he said, I'm, I'm donating to a shelter for battered women. I said, that's really nice. He said, well, I'm sorry that it's in, it, it, there's a need for it. Mm-hmm. And I talked to him a little bit about how when I was a kid growing up and how he would as a character, it would take me 600 years in the future to mm-hmm. another time mm-hmm. and where things were much different. And for just that hour on a Thursday uh-huh. during prime time, I-, I could forget about where I was. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, we just had kind of a nice shared moment. Yeah. I won't get too much into that. Yeah. Sorry, but... Yeah. Um, it was it was it was a bit emotional for me to know mm-hmm. that that was that was a cause that he backed. Yeah. And that was a situation I had been in as a kid. Yeah. And, and what really took me out of there. And yeah. so we hugged and stuff. And well, then he, we were talking about like, he, I don't know, I can't decide if he was bullshitting you or not, where he was like, oh, you know, I really wanted women in roles and showing them doing all sorts of different, you know, being pilots and being all this stuff. Yeah, that and I I'm wanted like, them, the, you saw in women, but it's true. It is true. There were women engineers yeah, and there yeah. were women pilots and women doctors. And But I wonder if he was like claiming that he did it because he was trying to hit on you a little bit. <laughs> I didn't care because he was Gil Gerard and he is Gil Gerard. And we had to go, we had to get some more money so you could buy some more things from him. I'm sorry, but <laughs> kill Gerard. You got to tell him about that. Okay. <laughs> so Cassandra floated me 20 bucks. Uh-huh. I got a picture with Gil Gerard and I asked Cassandra to come in and be yeah. in the picture too on the second picture. And uh, the first picture, I'm just basically standing up, staring <laughs> at him like, Gil Gerard. And they are this, on her Facebook group. So join yeah, Facebook yeah. Group. And, and, the sec- and, and I saw that one. I'm like, oh, my God, my arm is huge. <laughs> it's like Popeye. I'm like, you don't have to look at Who that stuff. I don't, but I, I can't not see it. Um, and then the second picture, I tuck my arm behind me, <laughs> but I'm still looking up going, Gil Gerard, you're so dreamy. So well, I was thinking yeah. about, we came back and then you, you got an autograph picture and that was 10 bucks. And I said, well, if you're donating, you can just keep the 20. Yeah. And, and he's, he's like, well, you should, you should get something else. You'd bought a t-shirt too. Yeah. Yeah. He said, he said, I want to give you one of, one of my totes. He's yeah. like, do you want black or cream? And I leaned over. I said, cream. <laughs> she totally. I stuck totally her did. In his face. And he's like, you're going to make it hard for me to walk away from here. <laughs> I'm having a hard time already. <laughs> 
you know, when he, we stood together for the picture, yeah. just he and I, he's like, I could undo your bra right now. <laughs> I didn't tell you that. You did not tell me that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, with all the scandals going on now, you can get him for sexual <laughs> No, because that, that's on sexual harassment is unwarranted <laughs> or unwanted unwanted like, please please more, more. <laughs> oh. okay the only thing that could have made that day better would have maybe been singing karaoke with Gilderoy. Uh, we tried to get him oh, to come out did. with us we're like come out to the parties it's like i gotta go back to my he's like 74 <laughs> years 74 old right years old. <laughs> he's like, no i just go back to my room and sleep <laughs> He is so adorable. I love him so much. He's his voice so... was exactly the same. Yes. His he voice was, has that changed. He was so warm and so kind. <laughs> and 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 the whole I could have undone your bra thing, that did not bother me one bit. <laughs> I I thought it was quite amusing, actually. Yeah, he was. He was uh, pretty flirty with you, so that was good. I know. My dream come true. <laughs> If you've been a listener of uh, Temp Gotti Part 1, you know my love for Gil yes. Gerard. So. Yes. It's, uh... Oh, you have to tell him about what he talked about with uh, Tweaky. Oh. <laughs> so Cassandra said, we've had, you know, disagreements. You know, I said, Twiggy I, or I, Twiggy, yeah. I said Twicky. And he's like, it's Twicky. <laughs> and uh, he said, well, one day we were standing outside the studio and women were always coming up to the actor that played Twicky and fawning over him. And rubbing his head, rubbing, rubbing the head of the costume. The head of the costume. And uh, you have to look this up on Google, younger <laughs> if you people. you can't remember what Twicky looks like. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he said, well, you know why they're doing that, don't you? And he goes, why? He says, because you look like the world's largest dildo. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, bitty, 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 fuck you, Gil. Uh, yeah, he does look like a dildo. <laughs> kind of does. I, I, You know, I'm such a geek that I know that the voice of Twiki was dubbed in after the shows. Uh. <laughs> But, you know, I was in front of Gil Gerard. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, so so yeah. it was awesome. Most was awesome day ever. <laughs> like the best half hour of my life. Don't tell my husband. <laughs> yeah, we we had a good time, though, after that. Um, yeah, we, I don't know, you and I spent a lot of time together, which was nice. We kind of hung out in the hotel room, got yeah. room service, got into our costumes, and I wore my dress with the, the skull fabric, and um, I had cool. a I had a corset that yeah. I, I had for, like, since last September, I think. Well, you had gotten it for the pirate party, but it was, like, 90 degrees on the pirate party, yeah. so I was like, I w- no. No, 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 not leather. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> not 90 degrees, but hey, for 40 degrees, it works. So, yeah, yeah we, yeah, so you got all dressed up. And mm-hmm. I don't know, what's funny is I spent most of my time out in the smokers area. Everybody's standing outside smoking. I got a lot of compliments on my dress, which made me happy. 
Oh, yeah. You had ladies coming up to you left and right. Yeah. Oh, you should start an Etsy store. I always think, yeah, but then I'd have to make a bunch of dresses. I just like to make one. (laughs) (laughs) You could only make one and sell it for more because it's an original. This is true. Design. Um, Yeah, so that was cool. And I I don't know. I do the same thing at Convergence. I like to hang out in the smokers area. I don't, like, I quit smoking. Um. A couple of years ago, I think it was it was after we quit the podcast last time. But, yeah. Um, and I quit by not quitting. So I quit by saying I'll just smoke when I drink or when I go to cons. When I parties. really want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't have a problem. Like, you know, I went to Convergence or I went to CryptoCon and I smoked probably <laughs> most of Tara's cigarettes. <laughs> I didn't smoke. You smoked more of my cigarettes I than I did. <laughs> and I think I had like three all weekend. Oh, I, I would just. But then on Sunday, it's like I got home and I didn't want a cigarette. You like, you came back to the room. You're like, can I have the rest here? Yeah, here. No, no, that's so, <laughs> yeah. so you you went back to the room probably about eleven because you were kind of just like burnt. Like too many people. Uh, I need yeah, to sensory overload. I had the best day ever. Let's yeah, end it here. Yeah. Yeah. So about I don't know midnight or whatever, <clears throat> I went back to the room because I was going to get my flask, and I needed more cigarettes. And <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's so funny because I was so drunk and just happy and having so much fun. And I come in and I'm like, "Can I have another pack of cigarettes, yours?" And you're like. The whole pack? <laughs> I know, because I'm like, holy shit. She doesn't smoke. When she's asking like, for... Oh, can I just have a few cigarettes? <laughs> I'm like... And you're just... I can tell you... My mind is... You're just like, I am done with people. I can't be around people. <laughs> and I'm like super drunk and happy. And I'm like, Tara, I have to give you a hug. Oh, I, God, I remember you that. Now. I give you this oh, my God. Hug, and I'm like, I love you, Tara. You're my best friend. Did, and I love you. And did like, I like reach out one <laughs> arm and do like a No, cat? I give you this huge hug. And then you back to it. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, now you're like... I love you too. Fuck off. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> I'm like, I'm out of here. I'll leave you alone. I probably said get the fuck out of my room or something. <laughs> you didn't say it, but I could see it on your face. I'm like, yeah, I'll just go now. Fuck you. <laughs> We have had opposite experiences where you come in and you're like, I love you. And I'm just like, go away. <laughs> so. I must have had a lot of alcohol then. <laughs> yes. I am not a huggy person usually. <laughs> it's like, I love you, Tara. <laughs> oh, like, my God. Whatever. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And then I went to, there was a scary-oki. <laughs> and oh, I, I wanted there. to do some scary but. Yeah, we didn't get back up there. And then when I went back up, uh, I, um, it was towards the end. They were, they were shutting it down at 1230, so they weren't taking any more people signing up. But it was fun. Got to dance. Got to, uh, the last song of the night was, 
I can't remember the That's person. That's a great song. No, no, I love I that song. I remember the song, but there was a person I met there who was friends with our friend Mary, but I can't remember her name. She was dressed as a female Negan from Walking Dead, and she was awesome. But she sang, the last song she sang was uh, You Spin Me Right Round, mm-hmm. which was super fun because I'm with my dress. So when she would do, you spin me right round, I would spin, mm-hmm. and my dress goes, wee, because it's yep. kind of a circle skirt. Yep. <laughs> so that was really fun. I got to spend time with my friend Lee, who I haven't seen in a while. And yeah, mostly I just like hung out out front of the, and I'm like, you know, I probably didn't even need to pay to come here because. No, <laughs> nobody checks anything. Well, nobody they do, cares about um, anything. There was uh during the day, up you know, when you're going into the dealer's area, yeah. there was somebody checking there. Um, but, yeah, like for the Ghostbusters party room, uh, my friend Lee is one of the Ghostbusters crew. There's a bunch of people who they do parades and events and things like that. And they do these party rooms. They used to do Convergence. They don't anymore. Now they have they do web Crypticon. series too, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they're still doing that or if they just have the old episodes out there. It was like Ghostbusters 911. Mm-hmm. One of the guys has a car that's all tricked out as Ecto-1 and all yeah. that good stuff. So, But what was funny too is the uh, the air conditioning wasn't working in I, the hotel. I happened to notice. <sighs> my god our room was so hot so finally i turned off i i discovered somebody told me like you need to turn it off because i I had to set at 60 degrees Mm -hmm. but it still kept blowing in air yeah so finally i think by the time we left it was reasonably cool but the ghostbusters they actually had like three rooms that were connected together yep they did and but it was so hot and i'm like it's just like convergence yeah it just was. in that th- those three rooms. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd walk in, it was like, holy crap. But That's what I wonder about. Like, you keep saying you want to throw a room party. I'm like, yeah. you know how hot and stuffy a room party is going to be, right? But it wasn't like that last year at Crypticon. Yeah. You know, like, because Mary and Nick had, they did a Dexter room last year in the Ghostbusters rooms. It wasn't hot like that. And I think that if I do a party room and I just have a fan blowing on me, I'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Or wear a wig like I did this time, too. Because if you wear a wig, you can kind of put a a headband or kind of a do-rig underneath it. And that kind of absorbs the sweat. Well, if you do want to do a Hammer Horror picture show, I'd help you. I know. I want to do. See, I wanted to do a party at Convergence. But you but, need a certain amount of volunteers to do it. Yeah. Convergence, there's a lot of bureaucracy. It's pretty expensive. And I think at Crypticon, it would be a lot less expensive. And, you know, they're just kind of like, have a party room if you want a party room. I don't know. So Friends I talked to were like, oh, it's going to cost like $1,000 to yeah. do this. But I don't really like, care. I could, for $1,000, I could throw one really big fucking party right here at my house. Yeah, or I could throw one at Crypticon. (laughs) I'm like, after I make all my costumes for Convergence, I don't even want to know how much I end up spending. But to me, Mm. it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm a planner, so I'm like, I'm already planning. But I'm thinking like, well, in January, what you do is you just buy supplies throughout the year, right? Sure. And uh, they didn't have any fan-run parties. So Ghostbusters, and then there's a room called Clown Suite, that that are sponsored by the con. 
I heard the clown suite was creepy. I didn't go to the, I but didn't I heard it was just a table with some old guy sitting in it <laughs> pouring booze. That's pretty creepy. That's what I heard. I think it maybe got better the second night. I don't know. I didn't go I didn't go there. But yeah, I do I really want to do a party next year. I think it'll be fun. And I love hammer horror. And I think as I'm thinking through it, I think the theme I want is the Brides of Dracula. Because then if you don't know Hammer Horror, you still, like, everybody knows Dracula and all this stuff. And I was just like, it'd be fun because, like, you and I and maybe Mary or somebody, you know, we get another, because there's three wives of Dracula. And then we can have our Renfield and we can have our Dracula and we can have, um, God, what's the name of the guy who's the main character in Dracula? <laughs> The, the guy who actually goes to Keanu Reeves played him in the 90s version. Constantine? Um, Constantine? No, no, no. I can't remember his name. It's probably something boring like David or something. I don't know. Anyways, he's the main character in uh, in Bram Stoker's. <laughs> Bram Stoker's. Somewhere. <laughs> I think there is a porno version out there oh, somewhere. Me. We went to trivia this spring, and our friend Nick <laughs> he, he was trying to write all the wrong answers to things. He was trying to lose. He and was trying to win the award for the, the biggest loser. And there yeah. was one that was the answer was Bram Stoker, and, and he, he put Bram Brad Stroker. <laughs> hilarious oh trivia um. night with nick <laughs> it, they would show a screenshot of scooby-doo and they would he would put like uh two chicks a dude and a, two dudes and a dog <laughs> as the movie title it's, uh, oh man he's yeah. fabulous so i do want to do a party because i don't know he also wore a sweatband <laughs> on his head. He also does Harley Quinn at, yeah. Cri- at Crypticon. He's, so. he's awesome. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So Crypticon, definitely awesome. Gilgerard. <laughs> yeah. And that was like my secret word for like the last week. <laughs> <laughs> she, she somehow got this form of Tourette's where now she yeah. just. At random times. Yeah, she I, just I just say Gil Gerard. <laughs> I'm so happy he was like a good experience for you because it would have been so sad if you would have been like kind of a grumpy bitch. Well, that's that's the thing about meeting your childhood hero, right? Mm-hmm. You think about the things that you'll say and the things that they'll say, and there are times when I've met famous people that I didn't. I, I never read their shit. I never watched their shit. Yeah. And they were absolute assholes to the point where I didn't even want to look at their shit because <laughs> if I liked their shit, then I'd be really conflicted. Yeah. And and the same feel happens like it. I w- always wanted to meet Kurt Vonnegut. But what if he was a dick? Yeah. That would suck. <laughs> But with Gil Gerard, he was warm and kind yeah. and funny and flirty <laughs> and and everything. Every every hope had been met. Aww. And for an Asperger's girl, that is really <laughs> fucking amazing. Yeah. I can't tell you. Uh, 
yeah. So good so, time had by all. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, I'm trying to think if there's any other highlights of the last month. Halloween was fun at work. Mm-hmm. Wore my dress and ran around and coordinated parties. I I went to work with my 1950s office worker dress. <laughs> And I walked in wearing like 1940s, 1950s office worker heels, yeah. and, I, and and I left in Converse all all stars. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yep. uh, yeah. Oh. Nothing else uh, too exciting this month. No, I've been working on stuff. There's there's things a brewing at work. Yeah, work is kind of crazy, yeah. but I don't know. I've Halloween's been, good. Yeah. Been what? Well, we watched, uh, I don't know, Stranger Things. I did a marathon oh, the weekend it came out. Man, you know, Jim and I watched like a few episodes at a time. Yeah. Well, Jeff and I watched it all on that weekend. And that Saturday I made, I made like Halloween treats for us. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to, I'm like, okay, there's only two of us. I can't make a whole bunch. And I ended up making like way too much stuff but well i have i i have prepared for us a stranger things midnight snack slash breakfast which is that it comes down to eggo waffles <laughs> we did what was kind of cool at work is we had two people dress as 11 and they were both men i love that and one of them was 11 from season one and 11 from season season two yeah and then there was the 11 from season two and 11 from season one had a giant beard <laughs> He was really good. Uh, I think he was the favorite pick of the CEO, as a matter of fact. Yes. Uh, Yep. Our company gets super into Halloween. Yeah, that's pretty fun. Um, Yeah, Stranger Things, I did really like the second season. I thought it was, you know, sometimes that sophomore effort, especially after, you know, people are so into the first season it's hard to follow that up but i think it really did i really liked it i liked the i love justin's story dustin's story and a cool thing about that is that at part in part of the series with dart the his little yes i love that it was so kind of et demi demi dog yes (laughs) But what's cool is um, in one of the scenes, he is wearing a vintage sweatshirt hoodie from the the Science Museum of Minnesota. Yes, yes. With a brontosaurus skeleton. Yes. It Thunder Lizard. You know, the, the Science Museum has re-released yes. this hoodie. And a friend of mine who is close to that says... Shit is sold out. Like oh, there are lines around the block for this. I know they. I just I read a story today. So Science Museum of Minnesota is, a, a, you know, it's like a nonprofit or whatever. You know, it's a, it's not a profit museum or whatever. But they have sold like four hundred thousand dollars worth of shirts since they went on sale last week and that's like 60% of their budget that they usually earn in the year. You know what <laughs> make, so. makes me okay, what makes me happy and sad as a kid, if you went to the Science Museum of Minnesota, mm-hmm. you would get a little brontosaurus button. Ah, uh, yes. 
and I always just threw those fuckers away. (laughs) (laughs) But it's funny because people were like, well, do they live in Minnesota? It's like, no, they live in Indiana in the show. And there was a few times like in different Facebook groups I was in when people would say that I was like, my, in my head canon, his cool nerdy aunt lives in Minnesota and he goes visits her in the summer and they go to the science museum of Minnesota and she bought him that sweatshirt because I've been that aunt. (laughs) So in my head, I'm Dustin's aunt. (laughs) Even though at the time that it's set in, I was the same age of Dustin. I don't know when you were, so when you were that age, so like 13, Okay, so when who would, I, who would you have had a crush on? Gil Gerard. <laughs> Out of the stranger kids, stranger oh. things kids. Oh, um, um, I none of them. Boys were gross back then. Oh my! When you were thirteen, no way. Uh, uh, <laughs> I know that's not true. <laughs> none, none of them. Oh, none that, of them. I. I do think I probably would have been like Dustin because he was he's kind of funny. I, I probably would have been hanging out at the arcade with Mad Max. Ah, that's yes. true. You could have been Mad Max, so you would have got with, uh, what's the name? Sam. Sam, Sam, yeah. So, yeah, it was, I just, I loved it. And actually, the snowball at the end, because I had my first kiss when I was 13, and just seeing them get their first kiss, I'm just like, I got that was the same. My I got my first kiss in like September of 1984, and they got their first kisses in December of '84. I'm just like, <laughs> I thought my first kiss was gross, so oh, I don't know. Not me. Yeah, <laughs> the first kiss was just a little. I was. <laughs> uh, we were three wheeling. You know, remember yeah. three and four wheelers were big? Yeah. And I remember I had the helmet on and I took my helmet off and I thought my hair was gross because I had helmet hair. And he reached over and he just gave me a little kiss on the lips. <gasps> and then uh, we went back to his house. So was there a bunch of us, right? And then we went back to his house. And when I left, we French kissed in the front of his house. <laughs> I would have been like, yeah. Oh my God. No, that was wonderful. (laughs) It was everything I dreamed of. I've been dreaming of my first kiss for so long. Craig. Oh, Craig. (laughs) I think I was like seven or eight when I had my first kiss. Oh, that doesn't count. Doesn't count? No. I I, I was the girl in kindergarten who chased boys around to kiss them. I mean, I had all those kind of kisses. I'm talking about your first, like, your hit puberty. There's oh. a real thing happening. It's, you know. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Got it in my mind. Gross. I think he was more into me than I was into him. Oh, not me. Craig was very nice. I just I I was I one of those I was one of those dorky girls that like helped out in the library. And well, this... I was a dorky girl too, but <laughs> so there I was in the library checking things out when those fancy new library computers boop Ooh. boop checking in books as people turn them in boop. <laughs> this boy comes up to me says, 
Jamie likes you. I don't know why, because I told him you're like got glasses and stuff. <laughs> you got real thick glasses and you're a nerd. But he says, like, with her glasses off, she's pretty cute. So, <laughs> so he wants to so you're know. So glasses off and he's like, he's pretty cute too with my glasses off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so my first kiss was with Jamie, who thought I was pretty cute with my glasses off. <laughs> And I, I, yeah. I, I, I kind of never forgot that. Like, you know, my glasses are part of me. It's who yeah. I am. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. My, he was, Craig was my, like I, you know, like in seventh grade, you kind of go, like I would go with somebody for. You never like, went anywhere. <laughs> but yes, I know what you mean. Well, you know, for in the 80s, if you had a boy, you, you went together, you'd go together. That was you, what it was called. You'd go to lunch. Now, the teens, it's called talking. We're talking? We're talking. Instead you of know, we're going together. In the 1800s, my grandmother would say, you know, they were pen pals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Now I'm having memories of... <sighs> we The beginning of eighth grade, it was super hot. Like at the end of August and school is starting and they actually closed school because it got so warm. And we all went down to the lake and that was my first time drinking a beer, but it was warm. And so I took like two sips and I was like, Bleh. and uh, yeah, we went up, we were all swimming in the lake and then Craig came up behind me in the water and was like hugging me in the water. And everybody's Gosh. like, what are you two doing? Because we were with like my friend's older sisters and her boyfriend and stuff. And they're all like teasing us. And we're like, we're not doing anything. <laughs> we're discovering we have body parts. <laughs> and I just remember being like, oh, it's happening. So a titter. <laughs> I have a boyfriend. <laughs> Your first time drinking a beer, you were in eighth grade? Well, I just took a couple sips. Oh, my golly. I mean, I I obviously, like, drank wine at Christmas and had sips of my dad's beer and stuff like that. But Yeah. I was like, I used to drink all of my dad's beer, and the family thought it was hilarious. <laughs> They'd give him another one. No. Him, quote, well, quote, you know, him. <laughs> I didn't get drunk for the first time until probably I was a senior. Really? Yeah. Wow. I was very good. I was very straight. I've told you this. When I was yeah. like in 11th grade. I, I kind of remember, but I was drinking so much I sort of <laughs> forgot. I smoked weed before I got I got high on weed before I got drunk for the first time. And uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, I was very straight, super straight. And then at the end of 11th grade, I was like, I'm sick of being good. Give me some weed. <laughs> I probably got high on weed, but I was in my cousin's car and the windows were shut, so. Got a little hot box. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I'm waxing poetic about my first boyfriend. Yeah. It's just Stranger Things really brings that out for me. Like I think it does for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, from you know, people of our age anyway. Yeah, I'm. That's the age I. You know, I'm literally exactly their age. Like arcades, and, Atari, Dungeons yeah. and Dragons, or the what was it? Dragon's Lair. That was the one they were oh, playing the show. Okay. Oh yes, all of my allowance <laughs> went there. Oh my god, laser disc <laughs> game, know. and we all thought. 
the princess. Everybody wanted to. It. I know people. There were rumors at school. You could see the princess naked. And she just got to the <laughs> I end. I think I remember that too. But you know what's so funny is I remember the hype around that game. Before it came out, there was just like tons of hype, and everybody was oh. excited. And it's, then I remember it's the playground rumors that were really big back then, because we didn't have the internet back yeah. then, so it all went socially. Yeah, you know, I heard that if you get to the end, you can see the princess naked. No way. Yes, and I also heard that if you go into the bathroom and say Bloody Mary three times and turn the lights off. Yes. So there. Well, yeah, yeah. I just I remember there being a lot of hype on TV and things for it too. And then I remember seeing it and kind of being like, meh. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, that game was so expensive to play. Yeah, it was a dollar a play. It was a dollar. Uh, when a dollar meant something. <laughs> I, when you could buy a candy bar for a quarter. I think so. a dollar a dollar was my week allowance. So No, really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't really get an allowance. It was kind of just like, oh, I'm going for pizza. Oh. My parents would give me like five bucks or Holy something like that. Holy shit. No, no. I, I'd get a dollar from my mom and then I'd go work for the farmer down the road bailing hay and I'd get yeah. like five dollars. So yeah. maybe I'd have six dollars to go to the arcade and I could, yes, I could play skee ball where you roll those big wooden balls into that <laughs> hole. I know and, how and you maybe, like rolling balls into holes. Boo. <laughs> ba, 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 ba. Chicken lady. All right. So, no, you could play that and you could get tickets and then you could get some kind of Mm -hmm. crazy shit. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, a whistle, maybe one that had a weird, like, fluffy head on the top of it. Some some little weird thing to go on to the end of your pencil. Oh, yeah, those monster erasers. Those Some awesome. sunglasses that had blind shades on them. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Oh, very exciting. See, I, you know, living in the boonies, I wasn't close enough. I mean, we would go to the arcade in the mall. and But, you know, I'm, t- I'm terrible. I just went to, like, talk and pick up toys. <laughs> Things I like, that. like oh, I no. never actually wanted to play. Like, who wants to play? Because oh, if I'm playing, me! I Tempest. can't. <laughs> if I'm playing, I can't talk to people. <laughs> no, I, I hated talking to people. I'm like, shut up! I'm almost about to get high score. <laughs> Fuck off! You, you definitely were Mad Max. <laughs> uh, but I, yeah. No, my goal was to get high score so I could put my initials. Oh yes. Did you do your initials or did you put like ass? That's or? that's the thing. Like when they said things like Mad Max and shit, yeah. it's like, okay, that is factually incorrect. You only allowed to put three characters. I in. know. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. I Otherwise, I would. Dragon Lair. Yeah, I would. I would have put my full name in. Whenever I was, if I happened to get like a score that could be on the board, I wouldn't be able to figure out how to do it. And so it'd just be like, A, A, A. <laughs> oh my God. I'm just not a very competitive person. <laughs> I want to have fun. As long as I'm having fun, I don't care if I win. <laughs> no. I guess me growing up in a bowling alley. Yeah. It just kind of felt natural to want to um 
uh, I, I guess, exhibit one's dominance over the machines <laughs> in the area. Yeah. Nice. Never, never grew out of it. So did you it. like uh, the season of Stranger Things? I did loved it? it, really did. Yeah, I did too. I liked, I liked how Steve's character kind of evolved. I liked how they kind of uh, wrapped up Barb's story, and you know, actually had Steve and the sister kind of—I uh, can't remember her name. Uh, you know, um, working, you know, talking, like you got to actually see her parents. Like, that that she had it. parents. Yeah, yeah. The fact that she had parents. Um, I mean, some I've seen some reviews where they're like, "Oh yeah, they kind of forgot about that." No, in the first nobody season. cares about Barb. I I felt and, the same way. Basically, yeah. because at that age, I had the same eyeglasses as I Barb. I like, I like fucking... everybody our age knew a Barb or was Barb, right? <laughs> like. <laughs> She was just like so relatable. I was a very scrawny Barb, <laughs> and I think I, I'm sure when they wrote the series, like they had no idea that Barb she was, was just gonna this just minor be, character, right? Yeah, like whatever she gets, and then you see her dead at the end, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. In in the upside down. Like no. I'm sure they had no idea there would that be she a movement just, for yeah, revenge you know, for Barb, right? Yeah, that just she just totally connected with so many people yeah. who could you know relate to being barb knowing barb <laughs> i i still think there is a barb cosplay in order yeah you'd have to cut your hair you you <laughs> rolled your eyes to the top of your head when you yeah. said that just so you know when you said yeah and when, i was thinking that, yeah the eyes went Bloop! i was thinking into about the next universe you would, to, you would have to cut your hair though you wouldn't be able to Suppose you could get a wig. Wig it. Wig it. Wig it. <laughs> Getting wiggy with it. Uh, <sighs> let's never say that again. <laughs> so do you want to get to some uh, questions? Yes. So just so you all know. <laughs> y'all, most, y'all, most all of, y- and all y'all if you're from the deep south. Most of our social interaction this time around will be on Facebook. I'm rarely on Twitter anymore. And we created a group. So we have a page, the most popular girls on the internet. That'll mostly be like we'll post our shows there. But then we have a group, the most popular girls on the internet. And that's a closed group. So that way, you know, you guys come can join. Post. Yeah. Come and join it. You can post. We'll post. And, you know, we have like the Gil Gerard pictures up there. And we have picture a picture of us at Crypticon and our costumes. And, and and all of us can say whatever filthy shit we want, and yeah. it's not out there for your boss to see. Yeah, so it's a closed yeah. group, so it's a little bit better. But yeah, uh, today or yesterday or one of these days, I asked people for questions. <laughs> so yeah, what are some of our questions? I will say that yes, join the closed group so you can not worry about what you say. Unlike what what we say on the open iTunes <laughs> feed. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. harder to search what, we, like, when we say things on the podcast, it's, it's not really searchable. Yeah. <laughs> As right. you can tell, I've had some more port. It's starting to be more difficult for me to talk. So. I am having a difficult time enunciating. <laughs> Patrick asks, board games, stuff you played recently or might be looking forward to? <sighs> 
So I saw this question. I felt kind of bad because I have kind of decided that I like the idea of board games more than playing board games. Is that like, I'm in love with you, but I'm not in love with you. (laughs) I love you, but I'm not in love. No, it's, I think it's the same thing as the arcade. Like, I would rather be like talking to you than playing a game. Oh, okay. I know, I know. I told you guys I'm not as nerdy as I used to be. I'd rather be playing a game. No, sorry. (laughs) I don't mean that. Kind of. So, so yeah, I haven't I haven't really played any board games in a long time. So at work we have game night, which is on Fridays. That Do they still have game night? So I would like to bring it back, especially since I live closer oh, to work now that's here true. here at Island Bunker T. I'm yes. I'm within fifteen miles of work, which mm-hmm. is to me, very close. Yeah. Almost next door. I'm like 35 miles from her. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, last, the last one we played was, I think, something called R-Type, which was, okay. was like a speed-type like racing game. And, and that was all right. The really fun thing about that and playing with people that are co-workers when you play board games is mm-hmm. you find out who can really be rules lawyers and get into little <laughs> loopholes. Those are the smart people. Those are the people you want on your side to like you. Because you know they're going to be running that place one day. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I'm sorry, Patrick. Or I'm Hendrix, not, as I'm, we should say. I, I'm not sorry. Dude, you know... I really enjoyed the last time we got together and played Cards Against Humanity. Which and was like two years ago now. <laughs> two years ago. And and Munchkin, which was like four years ago. Yeah. So I do I still like Munchkin, it, but Dude, it just makes me think we need to get together more often. Yeah. Sit yeah. together face to face and play some more board games. Yeah. Well now you have a house. Yeah. So chop chop. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, I can see that there's like two questions there. I know there's more questions okay, than that. Next question. After 10 years of happy marriage, what is an acceptable upper limit for the amount of sex per week? <laughs> what? Where How? is the upper edge limit of the amount before an everyday normal average person of any gender would start to say, wait, this is too much! Exclamation point! Quote question mark. <laughs> That's an interrobang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Who who asked the question? Uh, Mark. Mark. This is a lame answer, but the answer is whatever you guys decide is right for you, right? Plus, like, I'm like, after 10 years of marriage, how about after, like, 25 years together? <laughs> I don't even remember 10 years of marriage anymore. <laughs> I, after, after, I don't know, at, at some point you stop keeping track. And, and when the moment strikes you, the moment strikes you and it happens I, and it's and it's wonderful. 
And and whether that is seven times a week or 14 times a week or, or once in the breakfast and once in the lunchtime and once before dinner and after midnight snack. once every know, three months. Or, yeah. <laughs> Dude, seriously. To me, it's like you just have to talk about it. My thought is you do you, man. <laughs> Or you do her, or she does you, or you do each other, or she does him and you watch. Whatever the case may be. It's all about communication and figuring out what's going to work for you. The thing is, your sex drive is going to change. And, you know, for you guys who are in your 30s, I hate to break it to you, but your sex drive is going to start going down in your 40s and it's going to be not Uh. as big a priority for you. You know, it, later, it, later on. It, you know, it, it, it might, it might not. Everybody's mm, different. Yeah, but... <laughs> I'm sorry. See, not everybody every- is different, yeah. but there's biological things that happen as you get older. And, but, you know, it's really just about talking to each other and figuring out what works for you. And, you know, if your libido's low and hers is high, you got to figure that out, you know? Yeah. I would I would always say just keep loving each other, keep touching, keep the intimacy, keep talking. <laughs> That's my thing, man. All right, next one. <laughs> uh, when did you last see each other nude? That's from Matt, from Midlife Gamer Matt. I know that, right? <laughs> And 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 the other Matt wants to know if there is photographic evidence. <laughs> you know, I read this and I was thinking, I don't know if I've ever seen you completely naked, naked, full frontal. Anyways, aside from the back, <laughs> I've seen your boob. She's flashing me your boobs. I've seen your boobs. I've seen your butt. I've seen you from the front. <laughs> now she's taking out her underwear. Woohoo! <laughs> I just now this is the time I just saw her naked. <laughs> I'm too I'm too lazy to get up and show you naked. <laughs> the the answer is thirty seconds ago. <laughs> yeah, Next. but really, really throughout our lives, you know, we've seen all the different parts, but just probably just, not just separately, not all at once, like I just did to her at Crypticon. I I did come out of the bathroom with just my cam cami on and no underwear, and then I was like, I, oh, maybe I should go back in the bathroom and put my underwear. On. I, I didn't even pay attention, yeah. and and that's what married life is like. Yeah. <laughs> That's what being sisters is like, because it's not, it's, I, it's I hate not to break it to you. I know there are many of you who want to, something to happen between me and Tara, but it's just not going to happen. Damn. You're just like, mm-mm, no. Mm-mm. She's like my sister. Would you make out with your sister? Depends if she has. <laughs> <laughs> I am such a dick. All right. Here's a good question. Would you rather have a private jet or be able to fast travel anywhere every time you do, you have to eat a can of dog food? So this is from Willie, right? And and your question was kind of interesting uh, as to the warm. (laughs) What's this about warm dog food? Do you like warm dog food? I I asked if I could cook the dog food or not. 
because here's my thinking. I th- I think, well, and then Willie's like, is it better if it's warm or not? And I'm like, I'm yeah, not going to yeah. tell. Do, does warm dog food um, sound more or less appealing? So here's my thing. I think if I could cook it, it would be more appealing than just like, straight out of the can cold. To, to me, it depends on the dog food, right? Because if you get some Alpo shit, that's going to be like, I, I figure it would be like, Mm, Hormel corned beef hash. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm all thinking. Right, all right. You fry it up, you get a kind of a crispy crust on it, and it probably wouldn't be so bad. You might have even eaten it before and not even known it. <laughs> I think I'm not be, saying. I'm just saying. I think it would be like hash. But cold straight out of the can, I don't think I would want to. No. But, so, I mean, I have a choice. I can fast travel and eat dog food, or I can have a private jet. I probably just have a jet. Uh, yeah, if I fast traveled, I'd probably just fast travel to the bathroom, which would just totally be like the only place because dog food and yeah, just saying. I, I would fast travel to like Australia, not to the bathroom. To Why a, would I eat dog food to go to the bathroom? Sure, I'd 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 fast travel to Australia, a bathroom, the bathroom, a bathroom in Australia. <laughs> Because I would have to pee or something. No, I would like, okay, it's dog food. I would probably gag all that stuff. Unless it's it's some high class shit, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Only the best dog food for me. Yeah, he didn't specify. We can right. get the fancy get dog some, food. Get some Rachel Ray stuff yeah, going on. Like some, the gourmet. Some, some nutrition. <laughs> yeah, some gourmet, homemade, uh, you know, special dog food. <laughs> there is a question asking if we have gotten uh, from Matt. Another Matt. These are the mats I know. These are the mats I know. I know. <laughs> These are the mats I know. And um, my memory is terrible, so forgive me if you've done this in an old show, but an update would be good. Either way, have you guys got any tattoos, any new ones, or super geeky ones? So, neither of us had tattoos when we ended the show. I thought you had gotten that one. No, I got mine in 2015, I believe. Probably a year or so after. Hmm. So I do have a tattoo now. I love my tattoo. And it is, it represents an instant in my life. But first of all, it's it's on my forearm. It's my dog, Ilsa, who passed away about, well, seven years ago now. And then it's a branch with a crow sitting on it. And I, if you guys have listened or know me, you know I love crows. I love trees. I love my dog. Um, but it's actually like, I, I can tell the story. I told Tara earlier today. I get to tell the story of my tattoo. So this is the story of what my tattoo represents. About, oh, I think it was probably 2000, 2001. Mm-hmm. It's springtime. And Jeff and I hear these crows. We have this giant pine tree in the backyard. And I hear these crows making, you know, and we're like, oh, they're mating, right? They're like like falling out of the tree. It sounds like a murder of crows, (laughs) right? (laughs) But it's just two crows. And then, you know, like a month later, my dog, she's about, 
she's probably a little over a year at that time. She wasn't wasn't full grown really. And I let her in the backyard and uh, there's like this big kerfuffle. And I realized that the baby, that the crows that had been mating had a baby in my pine tree. And now they had pushed their baby out to teach it to fly. And Ilsa, of being a dog, was like, oh, cool. What's that? Snuffle, snuffle, snuffle. Well, the crows, the mama and daddy crow are freaking out and they're dive bombing her. And just like going after her. And she's just like, whatever. And I'm like, Jeff, Jeff, help her. <laughs> so Jeff, I couldn't get her to come in because she's so interested in this baby crow. So Jeff goes out, brings her in, and everything's fine. Well, then, like, the next day, I go to take her for a walk. And I go out the, so that was in the backyard. I go at the front of the house, and I'm walking down the street. And we live in the city, and there's, you know, trees lining the streets. And I notice that there's crows following us. And they're going. What do you mean following you? They're going, so I'm walking down the street, and they'll fly from one tree to the next tree. And they're cawing at us, right? And they're, and I'm following. It's like I, out of an Alfred Hitchcock <laughs> yes. movie. And they're following us, and I'm like, okay. So then I go down, uh, we live across the street from a park, and there's ball fields, and then there's kind of a wooded area. And I'm walking, and the crows are following us as we go. You know, they're mad at us, right? I can tell. And so I go into the wooded area. And the crows are still there, and they're cawing at us, and they're, like, they're pissed off at us. And so I'm like, okay, well, maybe they like the trees. I'll go out in the ball field, and they'll be, you know, they'll leave us alone. So I go out in the ball field. I'm walking <laughs> across the field, and they start dive-bombing us. And I can feel, they're like, Wah! and I can feel it, like, whoosh, like, over like the top the of my of, head. Yeah. And I'm just like, holy fuck, I'm going to die. <laughs> get killed by these crows who are super pissed off and i love crows i've always loved crows and so i hurry home and the next day i go to take her for a walk and i get a big stick so i can hold it above my head so they can't dive bomb my head and get my head and i walk and this goes on for like a week where they follow us and if i go out in the open they're trying to dive bomb us and I'm all freaked out because I'm like, what am I going to do? I have these crows that are after me. And finally, one time I go into the wooded area and I have a tree that I go to a lot. And I just, I really love this tree. And I'd always kind of gone there to like think about things or whenever I went on a walk with Elsa, I would go there and kind of you know, do my hippy dippy pagany kind of thing with this tree. I love it's a big burr oak, a big uh kind of giant cool looking oak tree. So I get to my tree and I'm sitting there and I can see like the big daddy crow. He's like on a branch. He's probably like ten feet away from me on this branch and he's just like rah, 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 rah. I mean he's pissed, you know, he's like, fuck you, right? Trying to kill my baby. Fuck you. <laughs> and I, I said, Crow, I'm sorry my dog came after you. Now, if anybody sees me talking to you, they're going to think I'm crazy. But I'm going to talk to you, and we just need to figure things out, right? Like, I, I, we need to use the park. You need the park. We both live here, and we got to figure out a way that we can, you know, live together and, and, and you know, 
not not be mad at each other. And you know, he's sitting there looking at me, you know, tilting his head. And I said, you know, I'm just kind of talking to him. And I said, okay, so I promise that I will never let my dogs bother my dog bother another crow. You know, if and you, if if you're cool with that. You guys just leave me alone, leave us alone, and we'll leave you alone. I promise I will never, ever let my dog chase crows or bark at crows or anything again. And, you know, if you agree with that, I'll just walk away and you just go your way and I'll go mine and we'll be fine. And I'm like, okay, is that good? And he's just kind of looking at me and I walk away and they never bothered me again. Aww, it was just like I because I walked. I love away. you, you fucking crazy hippie. That's like the most fucking insane story I've ever heard in my fucking life. And I'm like, you know, I'm walking away, going, "Oh my god, they're not following us." And then after that, they never bothered us again. I go on a walk; it was perfectly fine. I'm the crow whisperer. <laughs> I had a similar thing happen to us with Martins, mm-hmm. uh, uh, which is uh, uh, the kind of bird, not a person. A named bird, Martins. yeah. <laughs> the the Martins meet the Martins. <laughs> um, one of my cats ate one of their babies, mm. and one morning my mom came out of the house, and there were hundreds of them lined on the telephone. Poles. Oh no! And when she stepped out of the house, they all, like, went for her. Oh, it was, no! like, out of Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. That's why I made the Alfred Hitchcock yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah. Because when I saw the birds, I had seen that in real life. Oh, man. They they dive-bombed us. Yeah. Because of having a fucking pet in the house <laughs> yeah. that, you know, decides it's a little hungry. Yeah. I- I'm sorry. That's Darwin, fuckers. <laughs> So not not too nerdy of a tattoo, but definitely a good story. And I love you. I, you have a picture of Ilsa there, yeah, and Ilsa. and and a tree branch with the crow on yeah. it. Yeah, and I do want. I'm kind of planning a more of a sleeve. I do need to meet with my tattoo artist again because all my whole life I've wanted a moon tattooed. Tattoon? Tattooing? Tattooing. I'd like to schedule my tattooing. <laughs> I've, I've wanted a moon tattoo, and I'm really, like, I was surprised that I didn't get one when I got this one, but I, I really wanted Ilsa. And so I have an idea of, so that's on my forearm and then the branch, and I want to connect the branch to a tree that then it's, there's a moon, and I have some other things that I want to. Yeah. I want to put it there, and I have a Grateful Dead quote. So, of course, you know, cool. you get one and you want to want more. They're just kind of expensive. And the artist that I go to, um, I went to Jackalope Tattoo in Minneapolis, and it's all female uh, tattoo artists. But it's like when I met her for my consultation, and then it was six months till I had my tattoo. So that's kind of a good thing, though. Yeah, because yeah. you have six months to make sure you really want that thing on your body for the rest of your life. Yeah, there's that, and like you know, if somebody's booked out six months in advance, that they're good artist, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so I never thought about getting a tattooing of tattooing on me, but now <laughs> I am. You yeah. need to get the chaos symbol on your. I know, I know. I, I just the the chaos symbol to me 
which is from a bit of literature from an author named, of all things, Michael Moorcock. <laughs> um, the, the chaos symbol, I think, is a hilarious thing in that it is a it, it stemmed from a piece of literature, but it has been adapted by Dungeons and Dragons and heavy metal bands. Mm-hmm. And at one point when Michael Moorcock was at a science fiction convention, a woman said, yes, it's the ancient symbol of chaos. <laughs> and, and to me, that that just represents to me how people can just pick up information mm-hmm. and disseminate it and it becomes something else completely it's chaotic yeah <laughs> it like brings it all back to yeah run. um and and as uh little finger of game of thrones says in cast there's opportunity <laughs> and and that's why i became a qa analyst yeah well and so. you have your chaos medallion that you're wearing right now and you I wear am. it most of the time yeah i do so you've you've talked about getting a tattoo but I don't know. Do you think you'll ever get one, or do you just, like, at this point, you're like, whatever? Um, No, I'm not whatever. I I feel like whatever stays on my body when I'm 80 years old. Mm -hmm. I've thought about this. I'm like, you know, I could get a happy face on my butt in 40 years. It'll be Mr. Yuck. (laughs) So, um, I don't know. I mean, I I don't think... I think before your first tattoo, you're really like concerned about the permanence of it and how it's going to affect you. But, you know, I have this, it's it's pretty big on my arm and Mm -hmm. I don't even, you don't even really think about it anymore. You know, you don't, don't notice it so much anymore. And I don't know too many people who regret their tattoos, no matter how old they are. Plus, I think once you're in your 40s, whatever you get is something that's going to yeah. be meaningful. Unless and, you have the tattoo that says no regrets, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think of mine and I like the tree I want. I kind of want to do like I'd like to have like a microphone around branches to represent podcasting. And I, I want a Grateful Dead quote. So it's like things that are really representative of my life. And in my 20s, I wanted a skull moon. And I think if I would have gotten a skull moon in my 20s, I probably would be perfectly fine with it now. And, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think you should hold back from getting a tattoo because you're worried that when you're nah. older, you're going to. I mean, you are older now, right? I am. You are older, so it doesn't really I, matter. I'm right? an older woman. <laughs> uh, no, it's just. You know, I I don't know that I want anything commercialized. I I would rather have something personal, that something that means something to me. Yeah. But another part of me just doesn't want to mark my body. Yeah. I'd like I'd like to stay naked. <laughs> oh, natural. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. My tattoos are in my mind, man. <laughs> All right. Moving along. Tesco's James, you know who you are. Uh, the question is, on the geek side of things, what are our thoughts on like more Star Wars coming over the next few years? And as much as James loves it, he's craving something new. Anything new, really. Um, in our future, we have so much Marvel, DC, and other Terminator films Indiana Jones, and even another RoboCop. Apparently, there's talk about possible Dungeons & Dragons series, which, while not new, could be something... Hmm. 
are there ga- genres, themes that we would like to see come out for movies? How about Atlantis or Warhammer? I think it's a weird time for movies right now because it's really a golden time for television. And it's hard. I think it's hard for for movies to compete because you need to leave your house <laughs> and also deal with people yeah and traffic but it's not only that it's like now you know Netflix different different uh mm-hmm. services are doing you know they might do a little mini series like when you think about stranger things originally that was just for you know one series like they didn't know it was going to be this big hit but and it could have just been a standalone so you have more of these mini series and so I think through television, through streaming, you can have so much more depth in your characters and your stories and your subplots. That's really hard to get into two hours of a movie. And so that's why movies are really doing, you know, let's redo all the shit from the 90s because we know, I, yeah. you know. Or Wonder Woman. Yeah. Which was awesome. I love that Fucking movie. Fucking awesome. <laughs> And the Marvel stuff, like I'm kind of getting OD'd on superhero movies. But they well, you have superhero movies, and then you have the series on Netflix on top of that. Yeah, yeah, which I I really love. And and then and then they each get their own series, and then they get this thing where they all come together in a big series. So, (laughs) but I just I think it's hard for movies to compete. As for Star Wars, I don't know. I'm kind of. I'm wary. I loved Force Awakens. It just was like at the end when Ray was driving the Millennium Falcon, yeah. Yeah. I was crying because when I was, you know, 11 years old, I wanted to be Han Solo, but I knew that I couldn't be Han Solo because, because I you're was a girl. Woman. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I would try to think like I wanted to be like the rogue kind of character. And I think I've talked about this before. Where you I, wanted to be the badass woman. Yeah. And I made up a character called Pink Lady and she was Han Solo's boy or Han Solo was her boyfriend, but she had her own ship and they'd meet at the star base. And, and we'd stuff. break up a song <laughs> and go, Summer loving, had me some fun. So to see Ray, who is a super strong character, and then she gets to fly the money and fuck it. I'm just like, and be, a, and be a pink lady yes. at the same time. <laughs> Grease reference. I, I hadn't seen Grease, honestly. So. <laughs> pink lady. I just made up pink lady and it was... Uh, I had Because I had pink lemonade and 7-Up I mixed together. That was my fancy Ooh. cocktail. <laughs> So, like, I loved that. Rogue One, yeah, it wasn't, it was good, but it wasn't, you know, as impactful as, as Force Awakens. Um, no, I mean, no, I, I disagree. Rogue One was probably in my top three hmm. out of the, the first three. And I'm not talking prequels. Yeah. I'm talking Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I mean, Level. the weakest thing in, in Force Awakens was probably Kylo Ren. And I didn't like, I thought he was too young to be um, Leia and Han's son. He should have been like 35, right? You know, because, you know, Leia and Han are like in their 60s in the movies, even though like Han's, or Harrison Ford's older. And um, 
it just seemed really weird that he was that young. It's like, because in my head canon, what I would think it would have happened is that, you know, Leia and Han Solo get together. They do it. They do it. They have a friend. They try to build this relationship, but they're they're so different. And Han is just like he's a rogue. He has to be on the road. He it's has like, to leave. Sorry, baby, I gotta go. Yeah, yeah. I'm with the wind. He's, I'm a free bird. No, it's and the bird. No, you cannot change. What's the Led Zeppelin song where they're like, "Baby, I've got to ramble." It's yeah, like, ramble on. <laughs> no, like, I've done baby, enough singing, baby, baby. baby. I've done enough singing for this I love that song. It cracks me up. God, I wish I could remember the name. Sing my song. No, no. it's. I think it's just Babe, I'm Leaving or something like that. Because he's got to ramble. That's Yeah. Like, I'm, babe, got, I'm Leaving. I've got to ramble. That's the that's the. It's not ramble on, though. No? <laughs> no. And, well, well, fuck it. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> we have to ramble on. That just cracks me up. But yeah, yeah, so in my head canon, like they get together. They're probably together for like five years or something. And then he takes off, right? Whereas like if they had Kylo Ren, they would have had to have been together for like 20 years. They would have had it. Get, I suppose they split up because of Kylo was a problem or something. I don't he, know. He would have totally been getting kicked out of um, Montessori school for sure. <laughs> so... I don't know. I did like Rogue One. I think the thing for Rogue One for me is that, okay, so it takes place immediately before Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And when you watch Star Wars, it's like, okay, this is this like amazingly huge battle that has never happened before. It's like insane. You never crazy. knew it was going to happen and then it but happened. Now it's like, Oh, but, like, two seconds before that, there was, like, this huge, insane battle that was, like, the biggest battle that had ever happened before. Many, 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 (laughs) many Bothans died to deliver this message. That was Return of the Jedi. (laughs) I know. And even then, we still don't see the Bothans. But we might now that we're having this expanded universe. And I know there's this huge plan. And I do worry that it's going to kind of be Star Wars fatigue. Right? Like, it might, they might not all be as awesome. Yeah. And I, you know, I know some people are, like, super into Disney. But I just am kind of, like. And now Disney owns Star Wars. Yeah, I've always kind of been like, eh. I had to explain to my husband what Bothans were. I don't really know what Bothans are either. They're dog people. Oh. You have a you have a couple Bothans living with you. You just don't even know it. <laughs> They're trying to deliver you a message, but you just let them in and feed them Elpo, and then they and then they automatically teleport someplace else, and you don't even know. I will tell Lula yeah. and Loki that they are Bothans. Yeah. So I mean, I I don't know. As for other movies i'd like to see honestly i don't watch movies that much anymore i'm totally into television it's really sad i know i'd love to see a mass effect movie i think that'd be awesome they're so it's so hard though that usually video games movies just suck i know i tried to watch the assassin's creed movie and i fell asleep i felt bad because i love <laughs> assassin's creed i've played every fucking assassin's creed and then i pop it on netflix and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do we have any other questions? 
I don't know if that actually answered your question, but there was a lot of good rambling, so. No. I, I still freaking, like, Rogue One was the best Star Wars movies. It, it it's, it's up there. Hmm. It's super up there. I liked it. I did like it, but Force Awakens. I mean, the original trilogy. Is Even though the my... ending kind of sucked, but, you know, it had to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My favorite's still uh, Empire Strikes Back. Well, Mark Matthew Matt. Mark, Matthew, Matt. And William and Patrick. Thank you. Yay! And, of course, James with the Star Wars question. (laughs) Took us on to another galaxy far, far away. (sighs) Yes. My brain is the cockburn. I have have a cockburned brain. And this episode brought to you by Cogburn, the gift that gifts on giving. Like the, the gift, gift that the gifts, gifts on giving. Gifts on giving. <laughs> Get the, the, the. Obviously, I was I was Tara. trying to sound fucking sophisticated, and I fucked it up. Let me try again. I blame mm. the Cockburn. Brought to you by Cockburn, the gift that keeps on giving. Oh. Oh, have we rambled on far, far enough, far too long? Ramble on. <laughs> Sing my song. Now I'm going to find that song. We're going to listen to that next. Oh, I'm going to let you guys go now. Save your ear holes. <laughs> we will be back next month. Go on Facebook. Join our group. Yeah. The most popular girls on the internet. I will try to get out there and add you as soon as I can. Or I will, because now I have admin powers. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Was that a creepy enough laugh, or should I go for creepier? I don't know. (laughs) Until next time, any last words, Cassandra? Bye. Cockburn. They are the most popular girls on the internet. Cassandra listened to it as a bunch of shit layered on each other. <laughs> Be like a soundtrack orgy. <laughs> like sexy. <laughs> Audio Caligula. <laughs> That should be the name of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Audio collection. Gross. <laughs> that should have been the name of the podcast. <laughs> we would have had so many listeners. Well, maybe not. 